Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of The Angry Environmentalist. For today's episode, we have a very special guest here to talk to us about what it takes to be an environmental scientist. This episode will be super beneficial to anyone who's interested in this field and is interested in exploring different options in this field. She graduated from SUNY Binghamton in 2018 with a degree in environmental chemistry and from Brooklyn College in 2021 with a master's of science in earth and environmental science. During her undergraduate years, she participated in research and was involved in two published papers. Currently, she is working as an environmental scientist at a global consulting firm in the environmental health and safety market. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome our guest speaker, Renata Altman. Hi. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you doing today? So far, so good. Well, thank you so much for willing to be on the podcast. I'm super excited and I'm sure that this will be beneficial to a lot of people. Yes, thank you so much for having me. So let's get into the questions. Could you tell us a little bit about what you do as an environmental scientist? Of course. So my job tends to consist of both field and office work. So a lot of the field work, it could be anything from soil sampling, groundwater sampling. I have air, both indoor, outdoor, and sub-slab vapor sampling. Then we also do a bunch of oversight. So there will be like monitoring well installations to free product monitoring and wetland screening. So even for the field working, it's a lot of environmental media sampling. And then we also have a lot of oversight and visual inspections and site inspections. Whereas the office work, we get more into the due diligence remedial reporting. So the due diligence reports, they usually tend to be phase ones. So a lot of what we do is um, our clients tend to be both buyers and sellers of property because this market definitely serves the private sector. And so our due diligence reporting will go through a bunch of historical databases, map research, government files. Pretty much we want to find out what environmental liabilities and what kind of environmental conditions exist at a property. And depending on if they have a specific conduit to either impact soil, water, or air, it would be a recognized environmental condition. And there's all these government and legal jargon kind of defining what qualifies for these. Um, so say you have a property that had a leaking oil tank or there was a chemical plant back in the 50s, will kind of, but now they have a, 10 floor condo building, you today wouldn't know what's going on back in the 50s. So we have access to all these historical databases and research files. So it kind of helps us let our client know what actually was going on and what the environmental condition of that property is. So then based on phase ones and New Jersey, we do a lot of New Jersey work and New Jersey having the most um, super fun sites. So they definitely have a more strict regulatory um, agency and how they conduct things like they have an additional set of guidelines for underground storage tanks, above ground tanks, industrial sites, like a ton of stuff at that. But based on what we kind of assess from that phase one, based we can make the we can make the proper recommendation for what a phase two would be, and that would be more the subsurface investigation. So that's where all that field work kind of ties in. Where based on all right, you had a tank here. This is the regulatory standard for how many samples you will collect and you need to remove it. You need to do a, you need to do a ground penetrating survey kind of just to see 
what's going on in the ground, utility market. Like it, it definitely opens up a whole layer of um, what's going on at, at that property. So, so that's kind of an overall sense of what I do. Yeah, I know I threw a bunch out there. No, it's awesome though. That's like, I want people to understand that there's like a lot of different parts within one job. So it's like, you have many different roles. You're doing field work and you're doing like the written part as well and speaking to people. Yes. Which yeah, I don't think a lot of people think about when you go, like I know for me, I was like, oh, I want to do science. I don't have to deal with people. And then it's like, that's the complete opposite. <laughs> the further up you go, you notice the more you deal with people. Cause it still is, it still is a business. So I think that just like you should emphasize that it is the private sector and your clients will be real estate and developers. So it, it is something to keep in mind. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you for that. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so our next question, how did you get into this field? Like what made you want to get into environmental science? Like as a kid or like now? So I've always definitely been into environmental science. Like personally, I grew up in Brooklyn. So at the second I saw a lot, um, there's always litter, there's always poor waste management. So when you're young, you're just like, oh, you know, it, it scares you. And it's like, what can you do about it as you grow older and you realize how more of a concern it actually is and everything that's going on in the world. And I kind of just, I always wanted to be a scientist. Um, I guess I got kind of got followed into a more private sector version of what's available um, versus like the traditional science um, academia. So I just, I kind of just saw what was available, saw where my um, interests aligned with the job market mm. and I gave it a shot and right, right now it's working well, so. That's awesome. Yeah, no, I'm, my look on it is so different because I'm go I want to go into the more like sciencey research side, but yeah. I've recently been like introduced to the side that you're on um, through one of my classes. So it's like, now it's like, I don't know, I'm kind of in between both, so. There's pros and cons to both. I definitely, I like what I do, but I had to personally understand its value to the world. Mm -hmm. And I'll get into it even a little bit later where there's just limitations. Cause I, I also like, I did undergrad research. I did graduate research and I really love the academic sphere. And I would love to get my PhD in the future, but right now, um, I'm kind of just learning what the actual accepted business practice of remediation is and how being an environmental scientist actually plays in a more private sector field. So That's awesome. That's really awesome. So our next question, what schooling does someone need to go through for getting a position like you have? It could be schooling or experience, whatever that you want to talk about. So schooling, I know I usually see like the positions um, and posts for my kind of position will usually be a bachelor's in environmental science, geology, environmental engineering, or environmental studies is usually what's there. I know there could be certain leniency, but as long as you've had kind of experience in that kind of realm of, or you've had an internship or something, something to that nature, that's usually what I see in terms of schooling. Awesome. So that seems like pretty doable for people. That <laughs> I think if you're listening to this, you're most likely kind of. Yeah. No, of course. Okay. So our next question, what are the pros of your job? 
So I love that it's most of it, there, there is a bunch of field work. So I like just the travel aspect. Um, it's not always glamorous travel. Um, it's definitely just industrial sites and manufacturing operations, but I feel like it gives me, it kind of humbles me in a way that like I get to see the world in a completely different aspect. Like when we're doing site inspections, you kind of get to go behind the scenes and just see how, like, I, I feel like it's not your usual desk job where you're just sitting and stuck making a report all the time. It's you actually get to meet certain people um, from different backgrounds. And then you also just get to see how it, like these environmental laws and regulations, how they get more strict. We're not strict, but usually for like New Jersey, we've noticed that it, the, um, the rules and regulations for like contamination and the pathways and migration to groundwater soil, like all these standards as they get more strict and how that's implemented in our work and how we could clean up and go about remediating properties. So I feel like it's a good intersection for both like the environmental law and then also just the science of it. Yeah. Like, work. I definitely agree with the pro of having the field work. I think that would definitely be my favorite part. <laughs> It gets fun. <laughs> Going out in the field, that's, nothing beats that. <laughs> yeah. So next, what are the cons of your job now? So with that being said, um, the field doesn't necessarily mean a meadow. So I have been in some pretty grossly contaminated areas where you're drilling down to 50 plus feet and it's not soil at that point. It's just so grossly contaminated. So I feel like in the downside of it, it's just like you are, exposed and you witness the severity of contamination that's been going on from all these environment um, from all these chemical manufacturing plants where they couldn't care less 30 years ago like all this you're, you're just exposed to a whole different generation of thought and how they treated the earth's resources so that definitely hurts to see and even in theory we could clean up as best as we can I think there is still a lot of limitations and a lot of work to be, there's definitely a lot of work to be done, but it's, it, it, it's interesting. I just, I do think there's a lot um, that we could look forward to in terms of like bioremediation and micromediation. And that hasn't been as um, the business practice of remediation. Yeah, no, I, I think that's definitely I, I know myself, I have a lot of climate anxiety, so yeah. seeing that, like, I'd probably be like, oh my gosh, like, it's worse than I thought. Like, I know all the news coming out, I'm like, every day there's something else, and I'm like, that definitely would probably, I mean, right now it weighs on me in my own career, so, yeah. you know, it be weighing on you as well during certain times, but knowing the work that you are doing is helping. It's supposed to be out there and helping, we're changing. Yeah, there's some, there's some gross stuff out there. <laughs> Yeah, I, I was actually in one of my classes, we I forget the exact example and location, but they were talking, we were doing more of an environmental justice part okay. of the work that we do and that you do. And it was looking at like, this sludge and these people were like, no one, you can't sell your property now, no one wants to move there. So and, you know, it's not in rich areas, it's in low income areas, and people couldn't move and their sewage was coming out from the ground. And it's like, I know, I don't know if you personally have to go to sites like that. No sewage that I've seen, but yeah. yeah. So it's, it's crazy to see the different environmental parts of that. I'm glad you don't have to do that personally, because that doesn't seem like the, be the best smelling. I don't know. 
Okay, and lastly, our last question. If you could give someone one recommendation who wants to have a job like this, what would it be? Definitely be open-minded, um, and it does get dirty. So that's definitely a heads up. Uh, I've definitely come home covered in like a light dust or my do my boots are all dirty. So it's just, if maybe that's not your thing, it's something to be aware of. And the work can get a little physically demanding. Like I'm, I'm tiny, I'm five three, but I've had to carry heavy air monitoring equipment on like these sites in, in New York City on ladders and so, like it, it gets, you kind of start blending into like construction industry as well. So it's just like, you should be aware of how things could happen in that nature. And definitely there's a lot of safety um, training and things of that nature, but it, you definitely should be open-minded that those are the environments that you'll be present in and definitely just be ready for a diverse array of tasks. Like I just, I've been exposed to asbestos inspections that I wasn't necessarily as interested in initially but I think it, you just there's so much that goes into environmental remediation environmental um, health and safety and building signs so there's just there's a lot so it's just to be prepared for it's not always going to be as clear-cut and streamlined as maybe a job ad says it would be so that's also just something to keep in mind it definitely is nice. You get to meet people, the different subcontractors on sites, and you get to hear a lot of different life stories and people from different walks of life. So it's fun. <laughs> I think that's awesome advice. No, because it's true. I think, again, like I said before, I was like, oh, you won't have to be with people, but it's like you have to be with people. And the pro side of being with people is you get to meet so many different types of people and different stories and different environmental justices and injustices and stuff like that. So I think that's super awesome. Yeah, no. And then, oh, just one last thing. I think also you will be sweating or you will, you might be freezing. So it's just like a dress accordingly. But again, it's you against the element sometimes. So also worth yeah. noting. Yes. I've, I know for field work, I've definitely been in some situations where I wasn't prepared. It's important that people definitely know that as well, that you're going to be outside when it's raining and snowing and all this stuff. So with that being said, that wraps up our episode today. Whether you're considering a job as an environmental scientist or you're just starting out and you don't know what you want to do in this field because there's so many different jobs, I hope that this kind of opens your eyes to what it is like to be an environmental scientist. And in the future episodes that I'm going to be putting out, I will be interviewing different people with different positions within the environmental field so that you can kind of get a grasp on what you want to do and all the different jobs and possibilities that are in this field. So again, with that being said, remember to stay angry and go create positive change.